Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Everybody and welcome to episode 158 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Dickens, here with my co-host in crime, as always, Brian Galloway. Brian, how's it going, man? Hey, Evan. Everything's great. Everything's great. This is, uh, it's been a good week. We, we're getting clobbered here on the East Coast with rain. I think I've had so much rain that I, uh, my grass is going to grow a mile high, but it's great. And um, I ha- we have a pretty interesting episode tonight folks this is one that this is the first this is the first so we've actually had we have two guests who um we've actually never met we've never really had a lot of interaction with um that that we met through uh you know they came they came online and asked to 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 come on to come on the episode and and chat with us and um i'm really excited because i've gotten to know them a little bit since then and uh i'm really excited for all you guys to, to so we have i'm gonna let them introduce themselves um Jason Clough and Hala Sabri are both going to be here. They're, these are they're, uh, big Disney nerds like us, and I think you guys are going to enjoy. We have some great stories, but we're, and we're going to talk about VIP tours tonight. But um, let's let them give, you know, so Jason and, and Hala, why don't you guys, you know, introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah, no, Brian, Evan, thanks for having us. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's magical, right, to be here, to be talking with you guys. And, and yet in the same vein that, that we haven't met, um, Hala and I uh, help co-admin uh, a Facebook group around Disney VIP tours, and she and I have never met either. In fact, uh, I'm lucky to uh, have the opportunity to meet her for the first time on a VIP tour next week. Um, but, you know, I think it's, it's surreal, too, because what brought us all together is this sort of similar passion this similar uh, idea that anything truly is possible, that magic can happen to anybody. And uh, so, you know, during the day, I might be working with my full-time job of doing data analytics, um, but, but interspersed throughout all of that is conversations around Disney, uh, Walt as a, as a dreamer, uh, as an optimist, and as also as a businessman. Um, and I just happen to have the the honor of of sort of having met Hala, and then now with all of you guys. So it, it's a pleasure to be with you guys. No, that's great, awesome. Um, well, no, thanks for having us. I my name is Hala Sabri. I am an emergency medicine physician, but first and foremost, I was a cast member. So that was my first job. I got a job in high school, which at that time I might be aging myself. They didn't really allow high school people to. <laughs> Um, but I was 17 years old and I was a junior. And so they did hire, or I was 17 years old as a senior. And so they hired me, um, when I was a junior. So I had to wait until I turned 17 and I was there for eight years. And in that eight years, and I think with everybody, um, anybody listening, your first job really like sets the tone. Like you start learning about what you like, what you don't like, you don't have any habits yet. So you're making good habits. You're also creating bad ones too. And so I think Disney being my first job, like was really interesting. Um, 
because it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about like the value system that Disney goes through, which is um, now there are five keys. At that time, there was only four. Um, but basically, it set me into this like this whole path of like super success. And I, and I really owe it all to Disney. And I think it's really crazy right now for me to be on a podcast like this because I talk about Disney any chance I get. Like I will, I will squeeze it into any conversation I'm in. <laughs> So to be on a podcast that that's all we're talking about is like so weird to me because I'm always like thinking like how can I, I can insert like my experience. <laughs> we do the same thing though. We, like, yeah, we do. I, I go to family events. I go to the, I, I, I'm at work events. I sort. I have to squeeze in some Disney stuff whenever I can. It's it's part of it's part of our life now. No, for so sure. this is so interesting to me. I mean, you know, before we started recording, we were sharing a little bit of each of our four stories here. And this is exactly what Jason touched on this as well. Um, the idea of this, this thread that pulls people together. Okay. Because this is very synonymous with like sports teams, right? You, you go into a, a room of a certain sports team fans, and you're immediately a part of the family. You're wearing a shirt, you start cheering. You're just kind of in that, right? And that's exactly how we are with the Disney community. And it's, um, it's, it's very weird to a lot of people, which, you know, to some people, you know, those hardcore sports fans are weird too, but it's the same kind of thing. You know, like Jason says, he does analytics during the day. I do analytics. That's, that's my department. I am a part of for Toyota forklifts, totally not Disney. Um, but I also find ways to intertwine Disney into conversations. Brian, I know does the same thing in his it world that he's in. And we are from similar yet different walks of life yet this is the the uh, common thread that kind of interests and and kind of threads us all together so it's very interesting to to be doing this show and it's it's really cool actually to do this yeah i, I think of disney a little bit like a treasure hunt um you know and, and if you've ever done like keys to the kingdom or some of these other behind the scenes sort of tours um there's no spoilers i promise i'm not going to do that but, but, you know, you sort of learn that when you walk underneath those railroad tracks, you are transported into a different space. And, and what's weird is, you know, Walt's big vision was that the parks are never complete, that the parks are a place where you are always looking for, uh, you know, the next thing, that they're always developing. And... And what's so surreal to me is that now as even an annual pass holder, every single time I go to the parks and, uh, you know, Helen may have me beat on this one, um, but I think I'm there probably, you know, eight, 10 times a year. Every time we do something different, we try something new, we eat at a different restaurant, uh, we, we do things in a different way that create these different memories. Um, and, and so as a child, you sort of go to the parks and, and you see it and parents see it through, you know, their child's eyes. And now I am going to the park, seeing it through not only my eyes, but the eyes of those around me, the people who are in the lines that I get the chance to meet, um, the connections that I get to make. And, and for me, isn't that what Walt always envisioned in some way, way back when, and, and what would he say, you know, today if he were still around and, and could see the very fruits of what he's built? To me, um, that is magical. Well, because you're cultivating people at the same time, not just your people that work for you, 
but you are influencing guests. And those guests take the principles that you birthed into their own pathways in their jobs and apply those principles in their own roles as well. So you're not only growing your company in your own culture, but you're influencing the culture of other companies by your own principles that you instituted. It, he would, I think his mind would be blown. So that's, that's a really interesting point. Yeah, it's like this deepening of the narrative every time, right? Like you learn something more, you go deeper, you you unlock new stories. I mean, you know, the easiest one is like hidden Mickeys. Um, but then after that, it's like you've got behind the seeds over at, um, at yeah, Epcot, where you can start to literally kind of almost see the actual science that's going on behind the scenes. Keys to the kingdom. And then, of course, you know, what brought... Oh, and I did this one and, and even today is like these VIP tours where, you know, I will just put it out there. People hear the word VIP and they think, oh, that's not for me. And, and you know, maybe that's that's not my jam. Um, and that's perfectly OK. But I also think that there's and what I have found is that there are a number of people who just don't even know um, some of the really intricate details of how they work that absolutely could be an opportunity to share a tour with people that you don't know um, that you could meet for the very first time and then create, um, you know, a, a new set of happily ever after memories for you uh, when you go to the parks again through friendships that, that, that stand the test of time because of that shared passion. Well, Jason, now, let's start, let's start there. I'm sorry, Brian. No, I just want to, yeah, I just want to echo what he said. It, it, it's Good a, for it. this is, um, one of the things that I've noticed is now, and I'm, I'm actually noticing this now from what you talking is there's certain, certain type of people that, that go to Disney and there's some that are, you know, quote unquote, big fans. I'm a big fan. I always find it very interesting when people have, they'll say like, yeah, I've never been on this. I've never been on that. I said, okay. So how long have you been going? I've been going to Disney for you know 12 years. Oh, and you've never been on, um, you know, Tom Sawyer Island. You've never been, you know, like if you've never done that, like, no, no, I've never done that. Or I've never eaten at this place. And, and I love the fact that you say that you go and try to experience new things because we try to do that. My family is big on that. We, Hey, we haven't done this yet. Let's go do this. And I make this list of things that it's like our little mini bucket list of, Hey, we've never done this. Let's go do this. Even if it's going to take 20 minutes, let's just go over there and do that because you never know if it's going to change. Second of all, Sometimes you, you, you go and experience these things. Then you realize, why haven't I done that before? And that's a big thing. Like I do a lot of the tours. I, you know, I do the, I do the scuba diving in uh, the living seas, like as much as I can. I'm going to, I'm doing it again in January. I try to do that a lot because it's so cool. Cause you go, you go behind the scenes, you go, you see a, what you see in that, in that pavilion is amazing. There's stuff that you never see as a, as a normal person going there. And to me, that's such a big part of it. Even though the diving is great, I also get to see the behind the scenes. And I was eating that up. And sometimes I go with these hardcore divers and I'm like, you know, it's as much fun to me walking to where we have to dive as it is diving. Uh, and that's that's how I see, like when we talk about Disney nerds and how it impacts us, that's kind of how I am. And it seems like you guys are the same way. Yeah, I think like one of the things that, um, one of the stories I love about Walt um, is when he wanted to create Disneyland and he um, had this vision, you know, he was a big innovator and I like create, I consider myself an innovator as well. Um, and I think that 
what was really beautiful is that he had this idea of a park and he knew how much it was going to cost with this idea, this vision. And we know that whenever we, if you guys have ever done any type of like, you know, demo or like any, like building of any house or anything, your like budget is always like ends up being double. You always end up going over. But he ended up thinking it was going to be like $14 million. And he went to the bank and he was like, I'm going to build this park for $14 million. And they were like, absolutely not. Like this is going to flop. There's no way. Um, we, we know that you have a brand, but like, we just came off a war. I don't think this is going to work out. Like, you know, we're kind of in not the best position, so we'll give you two. And what I love about this story is that he had to make a decision at that point, whether he was going to build the park for two or he was going to figure out where to get the Delta of 12. And he, and he said that he was never going to compromise his dream like for money or anything else. Like he'd figure out a way. So anyways, he ended up finding the $12 million from like, you know, his friends and like other sponsors and whatnot. Um, and one of the things I love about that story is that you can create whatever vision of Disney that you want. Disney is a very expensive place. Um, and so there's a lot of people who may get turned off like what Jason was saying to VIP tours. And I think that's why our group is so successful is because it's a way to do it on a budget and you get all these added benefits like where you, um, you know, meet friends. Like, so like you, like, you know, you, you get so much return on investment beyond just going on rides, right? So you get to meet, you know, people that also have, they're like-minded, they, they have the same kind of nerdy taste as you, um, or at least don't like to wait for things, like whatever it may be, like whatever your thing is of why you do it. Um, but for me, it's really like the VIP tours or these like special experiences that you guys are all just, des- you know, describing literally like I'm a little extra. I'm a little over the top. Jason knows this about me. Um, and so I've even expanded it like outside of how Disney's influenced me, like the adventures by Disney, um, tours that you guys may have seen. Um, we just, we didn't do one, but we kind of replicated one. I just came off a safari and we went to Egypt and we went to Paris. Like we're trying to do all of Soren, you know, eventually, you know, in real life. (laughs) And yeah. so it's just like so fun <laughs> to be able to dream like really big. I know I'm extra, you guys. I'm going to let you know right now. If you ever like check out my Facebook, like you'll know. Um, but yeah. And so, but it's really neat that like within the walls of Disney, you could do it so differently. You can create friendships, whether that's at the parks, online, on podcasts. We're all for just meeting each other for the first time kind of um, or around the world, you know. And so it's just really neat to see that that brand um, carries everywhere. So I just, I don't know. For me, I think Disney is like a way of life more than any type of experience I can ever express on one story. And all from I think what she, I think what you're saying is, is that it's a small world after all. Oh <laughs> my gosh. We are the, we are the kings of, uh, or the, the, the losers of dad jokes on this podcast. So, uh, Hey, yeah, I was a jungle cruise skipper. The second, oh. The second oh year they started gosh. allowing them to have girls, I wow. was, yeah. So, um, and then I was the first girl trained on the Columbia. Supposedly there was like some cameras out there, um, but I hated it. I hated working in the Columbia. Um, but then they, you know, rewarded me with putting me on jungle cruise. So I'm all about the corny jokes. Well, I'm all well yeah, like that's our sign off. So if y'all, I mean, I, I don't know how we filtered this out, but we do actually broadcast from the backside of water. So I, you know, oh, there's cute. a way that we, we do that. And, and I, I can't really share that secret, but I, that is one of my my dream roles if I was at, to ever, you know, be a cast member is Jungle Cruise skipper or to play um, Sir Eric in the Frozen sing along or to be a DVC salesperson. Those are my three on, on the top of my list right now. <clears throat> well, I would just reasons. like to drive the blue monorail. 
um, that would be my jam. I, I am fascinated by the monorails and uh, it's, it's, it's sad for me because I remember as a kid being able to ride, you know, now I'm going to age myself, but I remember the time when we could ride in the front car with the oh, driver. I, yeah, I did. I actually did it. So I, yeah, I, it's all age myself. It's so cool, right? Yeah, and now cool. you can't, but it's like, oh man, like, but again, you know, I, I think of it just as like, those are the memories of then. What am I doing to create memories for tomorrow? Yep. Um, you know, so, and you know, look, I mean, with regard to like even VIP tours and stuff, I mean, you know, sure. I mean, in my utopia, you know, could I, if I could do anything, I mean, like, I will just say it would be how could we host like a very small, intimate dinner inside the haunted mansion? Like, that would just be crazy awesome for me. Um, <laughs> And I'm like, cool, I'll do the VIP tour. No, that's not what you're going to get. Um, yeah. And there are some people, like there's this, there's this one sort of narrative out there um, that I do think is probably valuable to your listeners, which is, you know, hey, oh, well, if I do the, the VIP tour, um, basically I can, I can go to the Cinderella suite. No, you can't. That, that's not part of that. Um, they did do that actually during the 50th for a very short period of time. Yeah, they did. Um, I heard that, I, yeah. I was so bummed that I missed that one, but, um, but that's not part of it. Um, and so I think, you know, and I think we're all sort of talking about this, which is like setting expectations for the day. Right. And I know, and I'm sure Hal has got stories too, but it's like, I watch in, in a variety of Facebook groups and, and even on site when I'm in the parks and there are people that are planning meticulously down to the minute. I mean, I've literally seen people post spreadsheets that are like, you know, Ugh. eight o'clock, uh, leave the hotel, eight oh seven, arrive to the monorail. And I'm like, I used there's to do a that, part though. of me. I used to right? do that. Uh-uh. I mean, we Never. all have at one point or another, right? Oh, no. I have the yeah. spreadsheets. I still have the spreadsheets. I used to do that. I'm telling you. Do you? I oh, would yeah. never. You would never catch me. I've even though I, for, I do spreadsheets all day long for work, I would never make one for a Disney. No, trip. I did. I, I had. A, I had a little. I had a little project plan. Oh yeah, I'm very like. I had it all down, like day by day, what we were doing. You know where we were going, where we were eating. Yeah, I did that. I was. That's how bad I was. Yeah. Not I anymore. will tell you, I am very OCD in a lot of things, and I. So this resonates with me. However, my advice to everybody is to go and just have fun. And if the restaurant that you want that reservation at is booked and you try and you try and you don't get it, it's okay, right? You will still have incredible memories whether or not you've had that one meal. And oh, by the way, if, if that particular show you didn't get into or if that ride is you know, down for, you know, maintenance or is having issues or the, the, the queue for lightning lane virtual queue is now, you know, too long for you to wait. Like it's okay. Right. And I think maybe the, the, the one thing that I would say is, you know, I, I had the honor of meeting a person uh, who shall remain, remain nameless for right now. Um, but I met him and I thought I was a, a sort of, passionate Disneyite. Um, and then I met him. And, and one of the stories that he recounted to me uh, that he was fond of from Walt was this idea that people would ask him back in the day, like, do you want to be a manager? Do you, know, do you, do you consider yourself a leader? 
And, and his answer was, no, I don't want to be any of those. I, I want to be a bumblebee. And Walt's sort of belief was that as a bumblebee, you, you don't necessarily always do the work. You, you come up with the ideas. You go around and you pollinate everybody around you to be the best version of themselves. Uh, and uh, obviously, we didn't prep for this call. But I would say the reason I call that out is also because I look at people like Hala, who literally her life is uh, not only as a doctor, but but she spends an inordinate amount of time pollinating other people, lifting up others and, and showing them that very magical way that, that she learned when she first went there. Uh, and to me, that's, that's just incredible. And that, that's what makes every trip different. That's what makes every trip magical uh, and unique. Um, and that's why it's like we go every time we, my wife's favorite ride is Haunted Mansion. So we always go on it. And you're like, don't you ever get tired of it? And I'm like, no, because every single time I go, I learn something new or I see something differently. Well, and that, and that, go ahead. Oh, okay, okay, go ahead. I was going to say, Jason, I think like what you said was really brilliant too. Like I think that, um, kind of going back to something that you said, or I forget who said it actually earlier too, linking these two thoughts of like not really enjoying your day if it's completely overplanned and you're staring at your phone and you're staring at the app and you're not really like keeping your head up. Like I, I think I view Disney, um, any of the parks I go to as like a museum. Like it's like I'm looking for small imagineering things that like I have not seen before. I'm looking for the names when you walk into Main Street. I'm looking at the names on the windows and Googling them. Googling a new name I haven't I haven't seen before so I could see like the history of Disney. Like that's how I like to do Disney. And everybody's different. But what you were explaining is like like not getting so caught up in like the schedule and doing it all. And I get it. Disney is so expensive and sometimes people only go once a year – once in a lifetime if they even go, right? But the idea is it's never meant, from what you said earlier, it was never meant to be completed. It was never meant to do everything. It's just to take whatever whatever your values are and whatever you define as the best experiences for your family, there's something there for everyone. And so, yeah, like I, um, I had a family member um, – well, she's not married to my family member anymore, so she's like an ex-family member. But when we used to go to Disney with her, it was so stressful, man. She would like – put every down thing on a spreadsheet. And I can't say that I enjoyed anything as much as getting back to my room and like sleeping from exhaustion. Right. And so like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't want, I don't want that for anything <laughs> either, but I get it. I get like the, the scarcity mindset. And it's so funny because like now my kids, I mean, we go a lot like Jason, you know, hinted at, um, we go a lot and, uh, my kids, it's so fun to watch them. My kids are ages five to 10 and, I'll be like, we'll be in the pool, you know, um, we're DVC owners too. So we'll, you know, go to the park, come back, we'll go to the pool. And sometimes I'm like, hey, do you guys want to get out? Do you want to go back to the park? And they're like, no. I'm like, you know, we have a callback time for guardians. And they're like, well, we could just do it next time. Like they have no ride scarcity. They have like no scarcity. They, they would just rather be in the moment and just have fun together. And there are times that they're like diehard, you know, park yeah. go right like but i just love that they don't they're not like i'm i'm raising kids that like get to imagine and play like endlessly and not have to worry about some schedule that i've created for them or that i'm mandating you know and so just kind of to wrap up everything that everybody said you know in one story it's just amazing okay so yeah i just want to echo on what what you guys were just talking about is i see this i'm a person who needs that you know the rest and the i i, I have a problem sometimes when i go to 
on vacations. I need, I need a couple of days just to to relax. I, I, I'm too stressed out, I think maybe from work and stuff. I don't know. But I need a couple of days to relax. So I can't go on like a two-day, three-day vacation. That's hard for me. I do them, but it's not the same. So we'll go on longer ones. And I, and I always, you know, book in days that, you know, hey, guess what? There's no plans today. Do whatever you want to do. Go shopping, go to the parks, do whatever. Like, I mean, I'm mean, sorry, go to the pools, do whatever you want because I need those days too. And I have found that some of those days are the most memorable days that we've had. We've had experiences of doing things on those days that top some of the stuff we did in the parks. And sometimes people don't allow them to do that. And they're like, well, I'm going on this trip and I spent this money and I have to go to the park every day. You really don't because part of what Disney is, is the rest of the, these resorts have amazing things to see. These um, people don't realize that. And that is, that is one thing that I see people lose a lot. Yeah. That's, I mean, great points. Great points. So I know us, us four, we could sit and brainstorm and maybe uh, we should hold like a, um, a leadership call one day. But anyways, for now, let's talk about Jason Hala. Let's, you know, do a brief synopsis because I know VIP tours are really kind of foreign to probably a lot of the spoonies that are listening and some people just aren't familiar with them. So kind of in a nutshell, the last 15 minutes or so, tell us a little bit about that. And then we can, you know, at the end of that, talk about your group and y'all can also uh, plug your socials and your groups and, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, explain a little bit about VIP tours and what the premise is for what y'all do. Um, so I'll talk about the tours and then Jason, do you want to talk about the group then? Um, so, so the tours are whenever you're at the park and if you haven't been, basically when you're at the park, you can sometimes see a group of people that are walking around with a cast member that's wearing plaid and those plaid um, costumes for cast members are um, guest relations. And so there's cast members and guest relations that do VIP tours where they take 10 people or less around the park for seven to 10 hours. Seven is the minimum, 10 is the maximum. And they walk around and they basically do anything that you want. So you could be going on the rides, you could take them around to go shopping. I mean, there, you can, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Although a lot of people fight about that in the group, which way you should be using your VIP tour. But um, <laughs> of course, there's always a way to fight about it. Um, but they're, you know, they've been around since I think the 90s, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but they used to be only really for celebrities. So the famous game that a lot of people play is they see a group of people with the VIP tour guide and they wonder, are they famous or are they just rich, right? And so there's always like a little game with that. Um, and sometimes it's not either. Sometimes it's just a lot of people who are meeting each other for the first time because they're in groups like the ones that the one that Jason and I admin, where it's individual people or two families that are sharing this VIP tour um, together. And it's really to create the experience that you want um, without kind of the hassle of waiting in line. And sometimes you get to go backstage or get transported between parks with their transportation. Um, and also, I think the best part of the, about the VIP tour is not any of that that I've mentioned, but the tour guides are fantastic. Um, every single one that I've met, and I've been on many tours, they're all equally fantastic. And they're so knowledgeable. And I've already shared how I use Disney as like a walking museum, but they are like history books. They could tell you everything about the park, some fun stories I've never heard. Um, and so that's why I enjoy them. And so I admin a group um, uh, for VIP tours with Jason. And I'm going to have Jason explain a little bit more. But what we do is we help uh, groups of people get together to be able to enjoy the parks just as they want and as we do as well um, by hosting a group for all of them to get together. And so they pro they 
they share the cost of the of the tour together. And the the tours can cost anywhere between $650 an hour to $950 an hour. And so with a seven-hour minimum, um, you know, that can add up if you do the math. And so, Jason, why don't you talk about how the group runs and if they're interested to kind of well, – really, really, How they can take really, it. Really yeah. quick. So, but explain that mm-hmm. because I'm sure that would pique someone's interest. What's the difference in 615 hour to 950 hour? Talk about the quantity of people you have. Is that what is – it, Isn't it time of the year? Isn't it time oh, of year? Yeah, it's time yeah, of so year. It's, Time of the year, day of the week. Um, so, you know, typically things like Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, even Mondays, those are usually more of the higher traffic days um, versus, you know, typically during midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are apt to be a little bit on the lower side. Um, but the great news is, is that, you know, if you're flexible in your travels, uh, if you're flexible in your days, you can actually get away with actually going there and doing a tour on one of those sort of more economical days uh, because the price then uh, is divided amongst the number of people in the group. So that's really where things like for us, the the group name for us is the original Disney VIP, VIP tour share group um, comes into play because now if you think about it, you know, 650 to 900, you know, you're going to be in the, let's call it five to $6,000 range for a day. Uh, so if two people are there and it's just you and, you know, your significant other, um, that's that's all coming off of you. However, if there's 10 people in the group and you start to divide that same number out, um, usually, uh, Holly, keep me honest here, you know, that number usually comes down to somewhere between, you know, roughly 500 to maybe $900 per person for that same experience that now everybody gets. Um, and then even little things like... Um, if you wanted to, they could actually pick you up in one of their magical cars directly from your hotel and transport you to the parks or, you know, those people that don't want to necessarily do monorail or bus or train uh, coming out of the park or, uh, excuse me, boat coming out of the parks after the fireworks, they can whisk you right out the back door uh, off stage and, and into a, a vehicle that will take you right back to the parks uh, to your hotel. And now you're not having to sort of have to deal with that if that's something that gives you anxiety or that's stressful for you. So I think about it as as ways to de-stress your vacation while having a great time. Um, although I will say most people, including even in our group, are like, how many rides did you get in? How many times did you get on them? And maybe one of the other things I'll just call out that I think is really helpful about uh, our group is um, you can ride the rides as many times as you want. There are very few exceptions. Tron, you can only do once per day. Guardians of the Galaxy, you can do twice per day. But really outside of that, all of the big rides, you can ride multiple times. Um, I do know somebody that just did Toy Story Mania like five or six times in a row. That's perfectly fine as well. Um, but you do get to go through the lightning lane, um, which is usually not that long of a wait. Um, the one thing that I will say just to kind of help navigate folks thinking about it is things like the safari over at Animal Kingdom, uh, rides like Soren, Test Track. These are ones that they're great rides. I love them. They are not necessarily tour rides because people don't generally want to then eat up, you know, 15 or 20 minutes at the hourly rates that we've now discussed uh, in a tour. So you're, but you know, at the end of the day, 14, 15, 16 rides, absolutely doable uh, in a seven-hour day across three, four parks. Because again, you're being moved backstage by these amazing cast members. And and I will just 
put the um, ears on top of what Hala said, uh, the, the, yes, the Mickey ears, um, when I say that, you know, people sometimes ask the question, which, which tour guide is the best? Um, and I cannot stress enough that they are all incredible. Like I have had multiple guides um, and each of them brings something very special and unique, whether it's their own knowledge of the parks, something that they've learned or heard, um, or quite frankly, just the world through their eyes. Um, and again, that, that to me is getting to know the guides is really important um, for us. Um, and I, I guess maybe Helen knows where I'm going on this one, but like the one thing I would say is if you're going to do a, a tour, um, one of the things that we hear oftentimes is like big rides, all the parks, we're not stopping, right? Because we're that everybody's trying to be mindful of the economics of this. Um, but the one thing that I think we would love to sort of share, and I know uh, Hal and I share the same passion, is remember that the guides are people just like you and I. And simple things like taking a 15 to 20 minute quick serve break for some quick fast food in the parks um, is really, really beneficial for a lot of reasons. It's good for you to get off your feet for a few minutes and stay hydrated, uh, but it's also really good because it gives the cast member a break. Remember, they're working every hour that they're with you. So even when they're on, when you're on a ride, if they're not riding with you on that particular one, um, it's likely because they're going to get you waters or sodas or drinks because all of that is complimentary uh, on the tour. Uh, they can't touch alcoholic, but they can do anything else and you just ask them for it. Um, so they're working and that means that they don't have time to do restroom breaks or even stop to breathe. So sometimes that 10 or 15 minutes um, is really, really important for, for yourself, uh, but it's also for the guide as well. So I just wanted to put that out there because I think that's really important to kind of just keep in mind. And I think you'll have a better experience. So I, I did one last year and uh, I, I thought it was awesome. I think it was one of the best experiences. I, ever, I also had the opportunity of having an Imagineer on in my group. So that was made it even better. But um, I found that once we started doing it, it really didn't even matter what rides you were going on. The fact that we got to go backstage, like, like again, this is me because I'm more of a fanboy like that because I was just so, it was, to me, it was so cool. Like we're, we're behind the stage. This is, we're behind the stage. This is crazy. I, I was just like, I just soaking it all in. This is great. But then we, the fact that we were able to just go and walk on something and like, even with, even with the safari ride, we got on the, safari we just got on right away it was just like uh they walked us right up to the front and boom we were on um i thought that was amazing i i you know I, i'm gonna do it again and and i'm actually gonna do it again this year but i i just don't i know a lot of people have never experienced it and my family i have not been able to have my family experience that so i'd love to be able to do that so i think you're the way you guys do it where you get people together to to combine to save the the, the crazy cost is is pretty amazing because once you do it, you get hooked. It's it's a big spoil factor. I mean, I think the spoil factor is very high because when you're do, you're like the next time you go, you're like, well, last time I, I didn't even have to wait. I can't believe this. This is so great. And uh, I also want to say, as far as the cast members go, they are amazing. They're incredible. They they put the, the obviously they put the best people on this, but they're you, they love they love Disney as much as we do. And they love to talk about it. And the discussions I had with them 
were amazing. We heard some great things about them and, you know, talked, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a talker. I sit there and I talk and I meet people and I, I talk and talk and talk and that's, and you have to shut me up. But I, so I, I learned so much about them. Um, when I left, we were friends and that's a, that's a great thing. So I'm glad you said that. And I also say, um, it's pretty important to tip them too, really good because I don't think they get any, they don't get much tip. I don't know what they get. I think you just get hourly wage. I don't think. They yeah. Get how actually, do you want to touch on that one? Yeah. Cause I think that's a great yeah. thing, how yeah. to, how that works. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't. I haven't worked at the parks for twenty years, but when I worked there, we weren't allowed to take tips. But the um, the exception are these VIP tour guides, um, and probably you know like other like services um, at the park, like you know any spa services and things like that. Um, and you might want to fact check who else can take it. But VIP tour guides can definitely um, earn tips, and I will say that. Um, it's a really big discussion in the group. Um, and I get it. Like I said, like I know that like for some people, this is a stretch and doing a group tour that you're sharing is supposed to take off the burden off of you, but that doesn't mean that we don't show that courtesy to our tour guide either. Right. Um, and so for, for us, Jason and I, we, we tip, um, and everybody could tip whatever they want. Like, obviously like that's, you know, it's, they they don't have an actual set amount. Um, I tend to tip like an hour worth, which yeah, it does come out to a lot. And every time that comes up, people are like, "Oh, I'd I I should just be a tour guide." And I'm like, "You guys, like, I don't think they understand that cast members work there not because they're raking in the they buck. No, they're I- working there because of the joy and the impact that they are creating." If you guys want to read some real statistics about how much they're making, please look at the homelessness rates of these cast members, not, I mean, not that they're VIP tour guides, but in general, um, when I worked at Disney, you know, I worked for there for eight years, but I also lived with my parents and like, I didn't have to pay for anything. That's probably why I could work there. Um, and you know, spend my money on whatever I wanted. And so people are trying to make magic for you because they truly enjoy the work. And so for me, it's a no brainer. And especially maybe as a previous cast member, um, and you know, I do have a little bit of extra funds. It's easier for me to like not, you know, feel like it's a big burden for the cost. But if you are going to take this type of trip, please factor in the tip as part of your cost. That would be my recommendation. Obviously, it's not, re- you know, it's not required, but it is recommended. And so you, sh- you should. Cool. And no, I agree with that because this is a, that's a lot of things with some people, even with the big dinners. Hey, you're going to go do something like that you got to factor in the tip when you're done. I, I hate when people say, well, I spent so much money, so I had no money left for tip. Then you shouldn't be doing it, right? I, I'm sorry, but that's that's how I feel. Yeah, great, great point. No, and, 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 and you know, you touched on one thing, and, and I think maybe this is like the perfect way to, to wrap up our podcast with you guys, which, um, you know, first let me just say how humbling this is and yet how enthusiastically excited I am to have been here with you guys. Um, but, you know, uh, Hala had, had touched on this, and I think it's, it's, it's powerful, which is, you know, they are not doing this for the money. They, I, you know, they're doing this because of their love for this, this magic that, that Walt created and started so many years ago. And if you ever wanted to sort of see how that plays out, you know, something as small as even handmade little, you know, wood coins or things that you could give the cast that are very small um, because they're not allowed to accept gifts as, as, as she had mentioned, um, but small little um, 
non-monetary valued items, bracelets, wristlets, things that are uh, simple that you can hand over, pins even. I know, Brian, we were talking about that before the the recording. Um, You will find that when you do something very small, the pixie dust that comes back at you is incredible. And, And I say that not to say go out and do it for that to come back to you. I say that because the, the true magic in my mind um, is when you do that. And I, I sometimes give pins out to cast members every single time you can literally look in their eyes and they tear up. Um, they will tell you stories about, you know, either it's been a tough day or it's been hard or they're picking up another shift or, you know, you, you learn that there's a real empathy behind it. And you see how such a simple, even something as simple and basic as thank you uh, when you pass them in a line can make such a profound impact on them that literally almost moves them to tears every time. Um, So I just say that to say, I I think the world of what they do, I think the world of the magic they create for for people in general, I I think the world of them for the magic they create for me, for my families, and I'm looking forward. Uh, I'm looking forward to a week and a half from now, where uh, I will have the opportunity to have another new memory where we we meet Hala in person. Um, and then you know maybe we'll be back for I don't know one episode one sixty something or one seventy, and we'll we'll <laughs> oh, share uh, we'll oh. share together what our experience. Absolutely, has been. and a great way to yeah. round it out. So uh, Jason, then Hala, give you know tell us where to find you, any links to any of your socials, that kind of stuff, and then we will. Uh, Brian, you can give last thoughts and we'll wrap it up. Yep. Jason, you want to go first? Yeah. So uh, the easiest one is if you're on Facebook, you'll look for the Facebook group called the Original Disney VIP Tour Share. um, And it'll have a little dash unofficial because we are not affiliated with, not any way connected to uh, the Disney team. We are literally people who are volunteers, Disney nerds and, and lovers. Um, but that again is just the original Disney VIP tour share dash unofficial on Facebook. Um, we also have some wonderful other admins in the group that help out. So that's the best spot to connect with us. You'll see we're all active in there and talking with you guys. Um, so give that a shout out. And uh, again, thank you guys for, for the privilege uh, of your time today. This has just been truly a dream come true. So Absolutely. thank you. Yeah. And one of the benefits that um, Jason didn't add yet is um, that if you join that group, I mean, I know there's a lot of confusion and like questions on like how to do it right because it is a big investment for a lot of people. Um, but we're there to guide you. And the actual founder of the group is not either one of us. <laughs> it's um, a really wonderful woman named Sharon Valcarcel. And she um, literally, this is like her specialty, like is booking uh, – you know, these amazing experiences, like these special experiences for people. And so she can even help. Literally, she has like so many tours that she's filling. And so it just makes it really easy not to be on the phone all day with Disney, not worrying about like how it's not linking and all these other things. So it's really like the easiest way to get into a VIP tour. Um, And sometimes if you're just even traveling alone or one other person, it could be for so cheap depending on the time and the day and how many people are on the tour. So um, please check us out on that Facebook group. And if 
And if there's any other questions that you guys have about Disney or being a doctor or or anything else about how, you know, I anything that I said that sparked your interest, um, I'm on Facebook at Hala Sabri Elnagar, E-L-N-A-G-G-A-R. I'm like the only person there. So <laughs> you'll see me have a blue check mark and have, you know, a, a lot of followers. So it's, it's not hard to miss. So I would love to chat with you guys. Um, and take our conversation offline. So that'd be really fun. And Jason and I will post pictures from our tour that we have in a week and a half. And it'll be so fun. Brian, I just want you to tease her after this podcast with like, hey, I'm going to Disney. Any interest in traveling on such and such a day? Oh my because, gosh. Um, because she is really easy to convince to go to Disney. I'm just going to leave you with that. I'm not going to, that's for a different no, 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 podcast. No. You cannot. But it's a fun no, do not do not do that. Do not tease me with anything. Like, do not give me a dangling carrot with ears on it because I will take it. I'm literally flying out to meet Jason on this tour. Well, there's a lot of things that we're doing in in one and a half days, but literally I'm gonna be there for one and a half days. I'm like land, I'm doing a red eye from Seattle, landing. It's like kind of a business trip in a way. Doing some business stuff doing an awesome tour and then flying out so I can go work at a hospital. So, so yeah, so I'm a little bit crazy. Um, please do not tempt me with anything Disney yet. Cause I will. All I, because I literally um, said to you, Hey, would you, could you, and you said, let me figure it out. I love that. Yeah, I love that. That's you great. Know, uh, the, well, the ultimate carrot no, to dingle to you, Hala is I now live an hour from the parks. So uh, any, anytime, oh anytime at all. Which one? Oh, this Disneyland? is getting good. <laughs> Wait, which one? Disneyland or Disney, Disney World? Disney World. I'm yeah. I'm about an hour from Orlando. Wow. Yep. Yep. You're welcome. <sighs> yeah, I I have I have a I have an office I can go to that's close there, so I can I can actually try to work out there more often. I think that's the plan, but um, I'm going to be out in November and I'm also also in January. So well, I'll, I'll have to come and visit. Absolutely. I literally. I literally work at a hospital an hour away from Disneyland just to have the excuse to like go there like on my next day off and then and then go back to the to the hospital. <laughs> so I guess I'll be meeting you guys in the future. It was really lovely. Thank you so much for having us. One of the things that you guys just reminded me of and actually proved a point that I have is that it's the memories and the things that happen at Disney that are sometimes way more important than all the other things. And the true Disney fans get that. They get they get the magic. They understand what's going on. And that's super important. Um, it doesn't... The, the memories I have with my kids um, and everything, just the family, all that stuff is stuff that there's no way you can get any other way. And, and it's something that I'll always remember, you know, forever. And that's why, that's why I love Disney. And that's why I thanked it, you know, Walt Disney in a lot of ways for him creating this to allow me to have those memories with my family. Yes, absolutely. Um, so that sounds good. I know we're at a hard stop. So let me uh, give the sign off here. So of course, connect with us on a spoonful of podcast Spoonie nation. That's our Facebook group. That's exactly how we all connected together. And um, if you want to be on the show, uh, this is exactly what happened right here, which is um, <laughs> uh, we, we I, I say things like this and, you know, it comes back and it actually comes true. If you want to be on the show, message us. And that's exactly what happened here. So if you do want to be on the show, please reach out to us. You can message us on Facebook. Uh, you can message me. You can message Brian. You can post in our Facebook group. And that's the best way to reach us. You can also email us info at a spoonful of podcast dot com. 
find us on Instagram, on Twitter. You can also rate and review our show because that is really helpful to us. So as always, broadcasting from the backside of water. Until next time, we'll see you then. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a spoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast, the return to civilization. I want to give a big thank you shout out to my good friends Brian and Evan and everybody at the Spoonful of Podcasts. We love you, Spoonful of Podcasts. Yes, we do. Spoonful of Podcasts. We love you. Spoonful of Podcasts. It's true. Spoonful of Podcasts. We love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah! We love you, Bob. Thank you so much. I love you, kids.